The news. What is it? Where can you get it? And how much should you invest in it? Tonight we answer those questions. What is the news? Well, it's the opposite of the old. Where can you get it? In dodgy clubs where the lights are low and the music is a soothing tonic to the grimdark reality you face as a drone in that office downtown. How much should you invest in it? Well, depending on which part of the country you're in and your age, at least 12%, if not 12 barrel fills per capita. And thus ends the news. Or does it? Because it's August 22nd, 2019, and this is the Conspiracy News. The Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Edison and Dr. M. Denton. And welcome to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy. I am Josh Addison. Sitting next to me is Dr. M. Rx Dentith. Uh, and sitting so, sort of sort of next to us in a metaphorical sense, I suppose, at our right hand is our new patron. Yes, whose name will go of. unmentioned because they claim to be a member of the pork board. At least they don't claim to be a member of the pork board. But of course, members of the pork board will go around saying they're not members of the pork board, which means it's a tacit admission of being a member of the pork board. And the pork board is a very, very deep cut on this podcast it sure is. and my previous radio career. Mm, yes. No, if you don't know what the pork board is, well, frankly, you should have been paying attention at the time. Or put pork board into the search bar of Podbean and you will find out more about the pork board. Although not everything about the pork board. Some of the pork board stuff is is not listed in the podcast notes. And so you'd have to listen to each individual episode to find out exactly what the pork board is doing mm. and who it's not doing. But at any rate, to this person who may or may not be a member of the pork board, but nobody definitely knows is. but the pork board, uh, we say thank you anyway, you and your pork boardy ways. Pork boardier. Mm. Uh, that's all we had to say on that particular matter. Now, we, now we're going to be doing a news episode. We were going to do a news episode last week, but then the whole Epstein thing, and so. But it turns out it's, it kind of works out okay because this is a month where there's like five, five Thursdays in the month. So this ended up being the last one of the month anyway. So maybe instead of saying we're going to do one every four weeks, we should just say the last week of the month will be the news episode, and that way we don't have to worry about any weird entanglements. See, I want us to do a news episode where we're predicting news for the next month because of the way things worked out and the every every four weeks suddenly it turns out we're doing October news in September oh. and also April sun in Cuba. Mm. Uh, hey. Well, we could. We could do that, but we're not doing that. Today. Although, of course, we are going to lead our news with news of last week's episode on Jeffrey Epstein. So, frankly, we were condemned to talk about Jeffrey mm. Epstein in the news episode, no matter which way things unfolded. Yep, it's a total shambles, and let's get into it. Indeed. Breaking, breaking, conspiracy theories in the news. So, yes, last week we talked all about Jeffrey Epstein and then said, of course, next week it's the news episode and we'll probably be a whole bunch of updates about Jeffrey Epstein and wouldn't you know it, there are. Um, but let, let's rush through them fairly quickly, I think, because there's nothing 
Nothing particularly earth-shattering. His cause of death has been officially announced as suicide by hanging. Although one, one little nugget that's popped up is apparently he signed a new will two days before he died. Interesting. Which... I mean, on one level, that kind of fits the suicide mm. narrative of someone putting their affairs in order because having had a failed suicide attempt, they know they're going to try again. On another level, it is the classic Agatha Christie case of isn't it unusual they signed a will two days ago and now they're dead? Which is precisely how Miss Marple speaks. Is it? Dead. It does sound like Angela Lansbury. No, that was Murder, She Wrote. I don't know what I'm talking about. Although she was in a Agatha Christie adaptation with Miss Marple in it, but she didn't play Miss Marple. Oh well, her loss. Um, So, and apart from that, it's mostly just been... um, the news has largely been how many famous people can we tie to Jeffrey Epstein? So there's been now so re- literally or more figuratively. More, more figuratively, but yeah. Because you know, one thing we probably should have done was tie a whole bunch of people to Jeffrey Epstein. Mm, might have they, slowed him down a yeah, bit. Might or, have kept him out of trouble. No, when they disposed of his body, you uh, just attach all of these mm, other malcontents mm. to Jeffrey Epstein, and it's fine. It's all fine. But yes, so I mean, more footage has been surfacing of Prince Andrew palling around with um, with Epstein. Interesting that the UK papers seem to be largely, it's sort of like, gosh, look at that, Prin- Prince Andrew at uh, Jeffrey Epstein's but, No, wait, 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 Charles. But Meghan Markle ate an avocado. Well, she did. And that, that Prince, it's there's been a lot of sort of, you know, oh, he, he was there at, at Epstein's, um, Epstein's mansion. No, no, wait, Strange wait, wait, that he didn't wait, 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 notice wait, wait. any of that pedophilia going on. Meghan Markle did something. Yes. yes. Basically, no. the British press is obsessed with an American, but not the American they should be obsessed with, which is the now deceased Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. Um, there was an article I saw the other day saying that a woman who looks like the daughter of former Australian PM Paul Keating was seen leaving Epstein's, which I, I'm not quite sure how that's news, apart from being able to add an former Prime Minister into the same sentences. And also given I can't even remember what Paul Keating looks like. No. And the idea that there's someone who resembles him his daughter. Who may or may not be his daughter. Mm. All just seems like a very long bow. It does. Um, Yeah, I mean there's been a couple more pointing out all all your your Clintons and and, and your Trumps and the various famous people but there's, there's nothing particularly conspiratorial about it really. Um, unless you go into the whole Clinton body count thing, and we went into that last episode. We did. Um, the only other interesting thing, while while doing a fairly half-hearted search for Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy, I did see an article in, uh, at thenation.com entitled The Vast Conspiracy Behind Epstein's Death. Um, it turns out this article is basically just talking about the US prison system and how prison is the, uh, you know, Epstein was treated no worse than any other prisoner in the prison system. Probably slightly better. A little bit better. He mm. was apparently he was sort of allowed to have his lawyers with him for like half the day or something. So whereas most prisoners have to spend most of their time alone, he actually had company for a lot of it. But um, yeah, I mean the the prison system where suicide, I believe, is the number one cause of death among prisoners. Yeah, we didn't really talk about this last week, mm. but I think there were. Around about 22,000 suicides in US custody in the last year alone. So the fact that someone who's under surveillance killed themselves isn't actually that unusual by American standards. Mm. 
So, I mean, yeah, they were sort of saying you don't need to look for a conspiracy to account for his death. It's the, the, the conspiracy is simply the, the state of the underfunded prison system, which appears to be the way, exactly the way people want it to be. I mean, if you wanted, you could, you could still run the conspiracy angle and say, well, that just means that the, the powerful people who wanted Epstein killed, they knew they didn't have to get their hands dirty, just chuck him in the prison system. And it kind of cranks mm. out the outcome you want. Yes, I suppose the conspiracy here is no one wants to talk about mm. how badly funded and run the US prison system is. So it's kind of covered up that things are a lot worse than the public are made to think. And these things really only come to light when a notable figure dies in US custody, which then makes people go, I thought they were kind of guarded the... No, apparently they're not. Apparently yeah. not. Yeah. Um, moving on to another big figure who I don't think we've talked about before really. We, we've, we've we must have touched on, we've talked about in the news. conspiracy theories So stuff. we have mentioned in the past that Cardinal George Pell, who is the most senior Roman Catholic cleric in Australia, was up on historic sex abuse charges and was found guilty by a jury Earlier this year? Was it late last I think it was I late it, last year. Yeah. But the judgment as to why he was found guilty only came out at the beginning of this year. Now, he's made an appeal, and in a 2-1 decision against George Powell, his appeal has been rejected on basically 13 points, some of which were legal points, some of which were points about eyewitness testimony. And so at this stage, Cardinal George Pell will be serving a six-year prison sentence in Australia, uh, has one more chance of appeal to the High Court, but there's no guarantee that appeal will be heard. And this is all just kind of building into or flowing into the whole historic sex abuse issue the Catholic Church has been dealing with and the fact that it covered it up for quite a long time. Mm. Um what what does the church have to say about Pell? So the Archbishop for so I should say the, I was about to say the Archbishop for Australia it doesn't quite work that way but no. uh, Pell's immediate successor who is an Archbishop has gone well you know I believe the victim but I also believe George Pell so I think it might have been a different clergy member who sexually assaulted those fine boys I mean I I believe that they were assaulted by a member of the church but. Powell keeps on telling me he's completely innocent of the charges, and I believe him. So obviously both accounts must be true. And mm. the Vatican's response is, until such time that Powell has exhausted all of his appellate rights, they're not going to do anything such as investigating whether they defrock him or remove his princely status in the church, because of course cardinals are the princes of the Roman Catholic Church, the Red Hats. And it's actually quite a vexed issue as to whether when you become a cardinal, those things can be stripped away from you. It's actually a murky area in canon law. Right. Um, we have some more, some more dark and heavy things to talk about, but there's a bit of a palate cleanser. Um, the television-headed individual dropping televisions? Yeah, so this isn't stage? really a conspiracy per se, but in Virginia, week before last... An entity with a TV for a head was leaving TVs on at least 60 porches in Virginia. Now, the news media have erroneously referred to this as the TV-headed man, 
we don't really have any reason to assume this entity's gender at all. And also, it's a TV with a human body. I mean, it's a monstrous thing leaving its eggs on porches throughout Virginia. Very mysterious. It is probably actually a person in a jumpsuit and a hollowed out television mask? Prove it to me. Well, I can't, obviously. No one could. Precisely. It's mm. a TV head monster laying eggs. Well, actually, actually Ca carrying it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we, we actually we don't even see the procreation itself. No. We just see the monster taking the eggs from some distance and placing them on porches, presumably as a gift mm. to the people inside the homes. But it turns out the people of Virginia don't want CRT-based TV eggs. They want the latest LCD or LED displays. I mean, frankly, mm. frankly, I am, I am, I am shocked by how impolite the residents of Virginia are by not accepting the gift of a TV that will one day grow up to be another TV-headed monster that will distribute its eggs throughout Virginia as well. Well, it's true, and uh, it's nice to see at least that um, the variety of cryptids are becoming a bit more modern, variety, various. With modern, modern really. do. Yep. Yeah. They're moving with the times. They are. Right. That was the silly news. On to the depressing stuff. Um, it's come to light recently that uh, neo-Nazis in Ukraine are selling the manifesto of the Odutahi Mosque shooter. The manifesto, which of course is, is what's its... Is it just banned here, or it's objectionable material, isn't it? Yes, so it is, it is prima facie banned unless you have an exemption like myself. Mm. So, yes, uh, so publishing it certainly would be completely against the law here, but not in Ukraine on account of it being a completely yeah. different country on the other side of the world. And our government has admitted we can't do anything about that because it's being published in a foreign jurisdiction. We're simply frowning about mm. it, going... Why are you publishing a terrorist manifesto? Oh, that's right, because you're neo-Nazis. You're neo-Nazis, yes. That's so, why you're publishing it. You're neo-Nazis. So, yes, I mean, which is not to say that all of Ukraine are neo-Nazis, but the people within Ukraine publishing this document almost certainly are. Yeah. But yeah, apparently, yes, the, the, the Prime Minister has sort of said, yes, I'll definitely ask our Ministry of Foreign Affairs to talk to the people in Ukraine and say, hey, guys, what the hell? But um, legally... There's nothing we yeah. can actually do about what goes on in another country. What are we, America? Thankfully, no. Mm. Bit, of, bit, of, bit of political commentary there. Now, um, Falun Gong, we devoted, I'd say a whole episode, half of an episode really, the episode on Falun Gong and Chinese live organ harvesting on Falun Gong. Um, they've been in the news again. They have. Going, They've going, been in the news QE. because of their newspaper, the Epoch Times, which I used to sometimes receive in my letterbox when I lived in Ponsonby. Uh, now, I don't know why. I'm assuming every so often someone decided that they would do a Epoch Times run in the neighbourhood, mm -hmm. although why they thought they were going to have influence in a very, very affluent upper middle class neighbourhood like Hearn Bay, mm. I have no idea. But no, the Epoch Times, it's all going a bit cute. So this is a story from NBC News, and it talks about how this Falun Gong's newspaper, the Epoch Times, which is actually based out of New York and run by a non-profit news out outlet, has spent in the last six months $1.5 million on about 11000 pro-Trump advertisements on Facebook. 
And that's more than any organization outside of the Trump campaign itself, and actually more than most Democratic presidential candidates has spent on their own campaigns thus far. Right, so they they really like Trump at Falun Gong? They like times? Trump because Trump is anti-communism. Falun Gong was founded by someone who is anti-communist, which of course led to the persecution of the members mm. of Falun Gong, leading to an increased feeling of being persecuted by communists, by the members of Falun Gong. And so they want to promote Trump as the person who is going to wipe out Marxism in mainland China. Right. By putting tariffs on stuff and pronouncing the word China really weirdly. Everything he does is weird. I don't know mm. whether pronunciation of words is in any way notable when it comes to Donald J. Trump. Mm. Uh, so yes, so the ads feature unidentified spokespeople who talk about the deep state mm. and criticize the fake news media. Mm. And it's all gone a bit cute. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily because of the Facebook ads. They also have a YouTube channel. And they have a show called Edge of Wonder, which has featured materials about anti-vaccination, UFO abductions, and pro-QAnon stories. Mm. And amongst the other stuff, I assume, about Falun Gong practitioners being imprisoned and having their organs chopped out. And yes, and actually one thing things. we didn't talk about when we did our Falun Gong episode is that Falun Gong practitioners, they're not the most liberally minded people in the world. No, I think we did mention that they weren't particularly, that they were kind of anti-homosexuality. They're and, not fond of the gays. No, and, and anti, what else were they? Anti-anti-drugs. Anti-modern music. Mm. So they were certainly conservative in their and a lot of their social views. But one thing we didn't mention, apparently Jackie Chan is an enemy of Falun Gong because he's a communist. Mm. Among the more decadent communists, I suppose. I mean, when he's not, you know, splitting his skull open, doing stunts and movies and so on. He's off doing press. He was on Graham Norton a while ago. Was he? Yeah. Any communists on the Graham Norton show, honestly? Well, Graham... Graham Norton's obviously a commie. Well, yes, he's got the beard for it these days. He's also Irish. Mm, well, as you know, all Irish people... Everyone from Ireland is a communist. Or That's at least just science. they should be. Mm. Um, what else do we have to say? So apparently um, in 2016, when it started, when, when, when uh, uh, the Epoch Times was covering the, tw the 2016 elections, uh, junior reporters there were told their content was to be critical of China, it was to emphasize the threat of Islamic terrorism, it was to report on illegal immigration, and again focus on these traditional anti-gay, anti anti-drug type values. So it certainly does seem uh, to, to sort of mirror, if nothing else, the, 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 the tone of things we see coming out of the alt-right and but their publications. But what's really interesting is that conservative media doesn't know what to make of the Epoch Times, because the Epoch Times is quite obviously partisan with respect to its anti-Chinese position, but also heavily spiritual in a non-Christian way. So conservative and alt-right media in the US is going, we don't know what to make of these guys. Of these I mean, they're, uh, who tend to believe all the things yeah, we believe. They're pro-Trump, but at the same time, they're weirdly spiritual. And it's not Jesus Christ spiritualism, mm. it's some kind of other foreign spiritualism. Yes, weird. And um, 
Trevor Loudon, a name that's come up here a few times. Yeah, so I don't know, we've actually mentioned Trevor Loudon in a while. He's a former ACT Party leader, the ACT Party being our most right-wing party in our local uh, electoral system. He's a former member of Zenith Applied Philosophy, which is a kind of weird combination of Scientology and Libertarianism. And he is now writing for the Epoch Times. Now, Trevor Loudon many years ago was involved in rooting out Marxists and communists in this particular country, which turned out to be pretty difficult because we're not really American style afraid of the word socialism here. Mm. So he didn't really get any traction. So he now basically lives and works in the States where he is basically rooting out Marxists and communists in the US political system. And wouldn't you know it, it's all those Democrats, all those secret Marxists and communists in the not quite left-wing party called the Democratic National Party. It's all very strange. Mm. And his bio on the Epoch Times website is, Trevor Loudon is an author, filmmaker, and public speaker from New Zealand. He specializes in exposing Marxist influence on mainstream politics. He's best known for his book, Enemies Within, Communists, Socialists and Progressives in the US Congress and his similarly themed documentary film, Enemies Within. Does he? Yes! Mm. I didn't know that. No, I'd... he's actually not that well known outside of a very small cohort of people who are really concerned about communists in the US. Mm. Um, but uh, the local connection here makes a nice segue to our next story. Now, the first time I read this, I thought it said Queensland. And so I was like, ah, oh, those wacky Australians. That's the sort of thing they'd do. And then I read it again and realised it's Queenstown. Yeah. And it was actually no, something that happened here. Which here is a, uh, yeah. a part of the country largely owned by Sam Neill. And, and James Cameron. Largely designed around tourism. So mm. Queenstown used to be a fairly standard holiday town in the South Island of Aotearoa, New Zealand. And now is kind of the ski resort town of the South Island, which has some of the highest living costs in the country. And that's saying something, mm. given we both come from Auckland. Yep. And yes, is largely owned by beloved film actor in the country, Sam Neill. Mm. But he's not involved in this story. No, what, he's not. What, what the story is, is that um, two men from Queenstown ended up in court over a $10,000 bet over, about whether or not the earth is flat. Now, it's a, actually a quite confusing story mm. to read because you're not entirely sure who believes what or who was in the wrong. But basically, two men, Jamie Matthew Sutherland, a car groomer, uh, denied threatening to kill Louis Lands, who is not given a profession, which makes me think that the writer of the article in the New Zealand Herald was quite taken by the idea of someone whose profession was car groomer mm. uh, back in February 14th of this year and it's all due to a bet over dinner that seems to have gone disastrously wrong yes basically Mr Lance is a flat earther claimed he knew the earth was flat and at one point he said I, I'm so sure the earth is flat I'd bet $10,000 that it is Sutherland stood up and said you're on shake and then from the sounds of things they both sort of immediately said, right, you now owe me $10,000. There's like, you know, I bet you the earth is round. I bet you the earth is flat. $10,000, fine. Give me $10,000, the no, world no, is no, round. No, you, no, no. You give no. me $10,000. Because, because the world is flat. And no, no, the earth is round. No, you give me $10,000. But, but it's flat. Yeah, that no, no, seemed to yeah. be how it, 
how it went. Um, and and nobody and and the, then of course, if any of them did feel that perhaps they were in the wrong, it was still well, it was just a stupid joke. But we know nobody meant it when we said we are, are we really bet ten thousand dollars. But apparently, Mr. Sutherland. Um, confronted him at a petrol station sometime later and demanded the $10,000 from him. Uh, when Mr. Lance refused to pay, he said, quote, if you don't pay, pay it, I'll get a crossbow, I'll shoot you and your father, put you in the trunk, and I'll never see you again. Now, this led Lance to become a little bit concerned, so he talked to his father about it, and they laid a complaint with the police, which then meant that Sutherland was up on criminal charges, and all went to court, where they hashed out their disagreement about the curvature of the earth in court. Mm. So apparently Sutherland's lawyer tried to argue that Mr. Lenz was no longer a flat earther and indeed now agreed with Sutherland that the world is round because they posted an image of a spherical earth. Um, but Lenz's lawyer apparently claimed, no, 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 the reason he put, he put the picture of a spherical earth on in a post where he was saying, look how ridiculous the idea of a spherical earth is. Um, talking about the idea of a, a ball of water being complete nonsense, which I don't think he understands what people think the world is. But no. That's okay. And then we get this weird thing where the judge takes Lands to task, and Lands being the one who has been threatened with death, we should mm. point out, uh, because it turns out Lands also believes that NASA is hoodwinking people about the Earth being round, as was Albert Einstein, and that the New Zealand government was involved in the Christchurch mosque shootings. Mm. So, the so the judge is going, look, your words have ramifications to the person who's been threatened with death by a round earther. Mm. It's all very confusing. But it all turned out nicely in the end. The, I, I, I didn't read anything about any money changing hands. I assume the judge basically just sort of banged their heads together, said, stop being so silly, now shake hands and make up. And they pretty much went on their way. Um, and no one got shot with a crossbow, so I guess you called yeah. that a win. At least not yet. Mm. Now, more, more local news. Now, here in New Zealand, we have an organisation called Pharmac. Pharmac is what I believe is known as a monopsony, which is the opposite of a, of a monopoly. Rather than having one business supplying all the customers, you have a single customer that all the businesses have to go yeah, through. So we have a single buyer system mm. when it comes to pharmaceutical goods. If you want to sell your drugs in this country, you must go through Pharmac. You can't go through individuals, only through one company. Mm. And that means it's a government-run organisation. That means they're able to negotiate for... Uh, better deals for us and keep the price of, of pharmaceuticals down. Which is why we have one of the most effective healthcare systems mm. in the world when it comes to operating costs. Uh, the problem, of course, is that money is not unlimited and Pharma has to make decisions about what drugs it will fund and what drugs it won't. And they have to, you know, you, you end up having to do a bit of that slightly distasteful moral calculus around, but, you know, they want to save as many lives as possible, but that means saying, well, this drug only has the potential to save a few people, so maybe we should not fund it and instead fund this drug that has the potential to save a lot of people, which doesn't work out very nicely for the people in the first group. And so you get these campaigns um, for very people trying to say that Pharmac should be funding this particular drug that I'm interested in. And sometimes the campaigns are on the level, and sometimes, of course, they're astroturfing campaigns, mm. where a pharmaceutical body or set of companies will create what appears to be a groundswell of support for change, 
And then it gets revealed that actually the groundswell of support is entirely funded by overseas mm. money and there's no grassroots campaign whatsoever. Now, this all comes into the fact that NewsHub, which is one of our many news sites we have here, ran a whole bunch of articles uh, which is sponsored content by an organization called Priorities NZ, which focused on patient stories, which called for funding of new medicines, treatments, or devices. What we weren't aware of at the time was that Priorities NZ is owned and managed by Medicines NZ, which is a pharmaceutical lobby group with connections overseas. Mm. Um, and then this, it came out, I believe, in, actually, did News Hub fest to it or not? They, they, they pulled, they've pulled all the, all the sponsored content is the thing. Um, I don't know if they actually made a noise about having done so or if they just did quietly because it was an article from another news site, uh, newsroom.co.nz that um, first sort of brought to light in, in a sort of op-ed talking about how uh, this lack of transparency is a problem, lack of transparency from Pharmac on one hand and lack of transparency from the people organising these astroturfing campaigns and at the end of it pointed out that um, News Hub has dropped all of the sponsored content but I don't know, was that yeah, the first that, people heard about it? Or I mean, I know that Russell Brown, who is a media commentator in this country, had been talking about it months ago. So it's kind of been known for a while about dodgy connections between Priority NZ and Medicine NZ. But yes, it does seem that News Hub has quietly retracted things and another news organisation go, ha ha! You were running sponsored content being run by an AstroTurf campaign. Now, the reason why this is important is that we are now in a situation where the opposition and the government both are talking about massively increasing funding for cancer care and medication in this country, which is money they'll be taking out of the health budget to achieve. And it does seem that this push for new specialised cancer care is largely in part two articles like this which have been advocating for changes claiming to be New Zealand-based patient stories. Mm. And I mean, you, th th there is always a, a human face to it. Um, the, the stories themselves are genuine. There will always be, you know, this, this individual here has a rare form of cancer um, and it's not curable with Pharmac-funded drugs, and but this other drug, which is looking very promising, could potentially save their life, only the government won't fund it, so please give us money to save this person's life. The story of the person is always true. They do, it's not like they're making up cancer sufferers, but they do make a point of sort of putting them front and centre and giving them all the press, um, all the press they need. And yeah, the, the human interest angle is a very good way of swaying public opinion. Yeah. And therefore swaying government opinion. Uh, now, we're almost out of time. We have one more story, and as you'd probably expect, it's about time travel. Of course it is. Mm. Uh, now, I don't think we've actually talked about time travellers for a while. Now. Really. We haven't mentioned it in the Must past have. once Must or twice. Uh, so we've never actually covered this particular mm. story, but it does have an interesting ending. So back in 2016, 
a time traveller called Noah made contact with our time through broadcasts on Apex TV where he made some rather unusual claims. Uh, time travel apparently became possible back in the year 2003, but it's only being used by top secret organisations operating at the highest level of government. Uh, news about time travel will not be officially released to the world until about 2028. Uh, one future president of the United States of America is Yolanda Rene King, uh, granddaughter, granddaughter of Martin Luther King. Donald Trump is going to be re-elected. Uh, Bitcoin will still continue to destroy the world's ecology until 2030. Designer babies are going to be very popular, but also very expensive. The Internet of Things is going to make human interaction at home completely worthless. And also, apparently, when you travel in time, you gain time, but luckily the pharmaceutical industry has stepped in and provided a pill to ameliorate its worst effects. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm sorry to break this to you, but it turns out that this man isn't actually a time traveller from the future. Uh, he is indeed a, a teenager, now 16 years old, called... Oh, no, was 16 at the time oh, of the first broadcast, is now 18. ...called Dennis... Um, who's finally fessed up and said, yeah, hey, actually, uh, apparently, I, I haven't seen these videos. Apparently he did sort of um, hide Pixelate his, his, pixelate his yeah. appearance. But now he's come out and said, hey, yeah, look, it was me. Um, I can't do this anymore. It's not fun. I, you know, it was a bit of fun. It's not really fun anymore. Now I keep worrying about getting found out or whatever. So, yep, I, I, I'm giving up my Noah persona. going to go on and do something else. And the conspiracy angle here is... The original broadcaster of these NOAA segments, Apex TV, have slapped copyright infringement on his expose of what he's been doing. Mm. Because they want to cover up the fact he's revealed that he's actually a hoax, because Apex TV is showing videos by other time travellers and have a kind of inbuilt audience who want to believe that Donald Trump is going to be re-elected. So they don't want it to be revealed that their premier time traveller, Noah, is in fact an 18-year-old called Dennis, who hasn't travelled a day of time in his life. Mm. But he is. Which is metaphysically so... impossible, because we're all travelling through time slowly. Uh, Noah just isn't real in the sense that Josh and I are travelling through time right now. Mm. At one... One minute per 60 seconds, other way around. You know what I mean. Time travel, it's complicated. I've seen Looper. Yeah, I'm not... I, 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 that, the time travel in that film is a bit weird, but anyway, we won't get into that won't right now. Won't get into that now. No, I think it's time to wrap up the news episode. That's all the news we had to talk about. Uh, we will shortly go and re uh, record a bonus patron episode, uh, which won't For contain any members or non-members of the Pork Board. Mm. Uh, instead, we'll talk about the what, what wacky hijinks the good Dr. Dentith has been up to recently. It's true. I've, I've had two pieces published recently, mm. and we're going to talk about that in the Patreon bonus episode. So if you want to hear about that stuff, why not subscribe and find out more? Mm. Uh, but until then, um, we'll let you go about your business. Uh, you're now informed of what's been going on in the conspiracy world, so you can you can rest easy. And you won't need to be informed for another month. Mm, funny how that works out. I know. Yeah, yeah. So until next week, good very bye. Toodly pip. You've 
been listening to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy starring josh addison and dr mrx dented which is written researched recorded and produced by josh and m you can support the podcast by becoming a patron via its podbean or patreon campaigns and if you need to get in contact with either josh or m you can email them at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com or check their twitter accounts monkey fluids and conspiracism Remember, Soylent Green is meeples. Good very by, does that make sense? No. No, no it doesn't. Can't be helped. <laughs>